0: Oh, and that's a brilliant effort. And they've turned it right around.
1: episode eleven can 't believe i 'm saying that episode eleven of Dowry, the Saudi Football Podcast, which of course brings you the latest news from the kingdom 's domestic and international football. With another international break over, Arab News sports editor Ali Khaled joins me as usual, this time to look back at another disappointing week for Roberto Mancini and his Saudi national team, as well as look ahead to this weekend's Saudi Pro League matches, of course, uh, while Khaled al Arafa gives us his weekly Riyadh roundup. Uh, we've got a special guest today who's got some very strong views on Saudi's performances against Nigeria and Mali, Ali the last international break may have come too soon for Mancini to be judged harshly, but was this just a bad week at the office or is the pressure
0: on? Hi, Pete, how are you doing? Uh, good to be back. Yeah, it's look, I mean, it's still, uh, still a little, in a way, early days for Mancini. You know, it's, it's his second international break. He's had really, what you could say, about a week to 10 days uh, with the first one and then before the second uh, um uh, Sorry, the first of the matches in this international break, which is his third match. Um, so, yeah, those two friendlies in Newcastle could be excused. You know, uh, they lost to Costa Rica and South Korea. South Korea was a close 1-0 uh, defeat. Uh, you know, they could be excused. Uh, this, now it's slightly more worrying. You know, you know, I don't think it's a point of whether we blame Mancini or anyone else at this point. It's just that those World Cup qualifiers are really, you know, close now. Uh, it's just over a month away and... Uh, and then, of course, the AFC Asian Cup is in January. So, we knew that he'd had very little time to prepare. And, mm. you know, he would have known that as well. Uh, look, I mean, uh, in this break, he had a, two, uh, a decent 2-2 draw uh, with I Nigeria. I say,
1: Ali, I, I, I think, can I just say, I think that a 2-2 d- draw against the Nigerian side who, who are probably, you know, up there as the creme de la creme yeah. of African football,
0: that's not a bad result. It's not bad. It's not bad. You're right. And... Uh, and you know, we, you know, we thought, okay, you know, that's like it, imp- it is improving. You know, but you, obviously, you have to say that they came very late, uh, very close, I should say, to to another defeat. You know, the the equalising goal came from uh, uh, Mohammed Kanu, who was a who's I'm a big fan of him. He scored late in the injury time. You know, might have papered over some cracks, you know, but but at least it, it was an improvement. But then the second match, uh, you know. It, they lost 3-1 to Mali. And again, you know, there's just, you know, it's, you know, those doubts are really starting to creep in. You know, that's for Mancini himself, that's three losses out of uh, four, the four matches that he's played. Those two ones at St. James's Park uh, at the last international break and uh, the loss to Mali, that's three losses out of the four. One draw. Um, you know, we, we've been saying all along there, there, was no, there was not going to be any honeymoon period for him. There was just no time for that. He really had to, like, you know, hit the ground running. Uh, but... He's run out of time now, you know, to fix the team's problems uh, because that's it. You know, next game is Jordan. Next competitive game is Jordan in the World Cup qualifiers in November. Um, and you know the, certain problems, the goalkeeping issues, you know, came up in this international break, and the, the lingering problem of uh, you know lack of firepower up front. Uh, so to, to uh,
1: again, you, just jumping in, Ali, just to play devil's advocate, I, I, I agree with everything you say. I'm just going to throw in there. We we did talk on previous podcasts about the lack of goals. There's three and two there. Mm. Is that is that is that not a, a minor improvement? Do you think on that goal It's role, not. It is. You think the problems now have have transferred maybe to the defensive area? I mean, it's 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 not a bad return against against two reasonable sides. I suppose I'm just trying to to to
0: no. I think yeah. No, I think you make a good point. Look, I mean, you know, in some way, you know, those three goals in two matches is not a bad return. I think it's more in context of uh, you know the results themselves, and and sure. also I think I mean sometimes maybe I go on about this a little bit too much, and um, it, you know even even when like uh, you know they score two goals and uh, and in the third ma- in the last match against uh, Mali, Salamat Adosri scored a brilliant goal. Uh, it's the fact that there's not that many strikers, you know. I mean, like, sure. you know, they, they go through periods sometimes where they, they you know they, they they get fair enough. A fair amount of goals from what you have, but like there's just not that many forwards that they can rely on. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's, there's always this slight over reliance on Samuel Dossary, and he is fantastic. We saw in the World Cup, uh, he repeated, you know, that trick uh, that he did against Argentina in the goal uh, against and uh, with a goal against Mali. But uh, again, you know, 3 1, I think uh, it's just it leaves a little bit of a cloud going into the, uh, the World Cup qualifiers.
1: Absolutely. Um, Listen, good time to bring in our man in Riyadh, Khaled Al-Arafah, for his take on the two friendlies. Take it away, Khaled.
2: Hi, Ali. Hi, Peter. How are you guys? So here's what happened from the Saudi Football National Team Camp in Lagos, Portugal. They played two matches. Uh, The first one was against Nigeria on the 13th. That ended 2-2. Salman Farad scored a wonderful goal in that match in the 60th minute. After that, Nigeria scored two goals. Ahmed Kenu got the equalizer in the 99th minute. Overall, Ali, it was a good match, a good start. We start seeing a style of Mancini in that game. The camp continued for three days. The disappointing thing, it was the next match against Mali. I'm not talking here about the score that was 3-1 to Mali. I'm talking about the style, performance, uh, rhythm. It has nothing to do with the previous match against previous match against Nigeria. The only good thing probably in that match was Salam Dosseri's goals. That was exactly the same goal against Argentina. Anyways, probably this won't be the best uh, camp for Mancini and the players. But the league will start on the 20th of uh, this month. That probably will give Mancini more time until the next camp. If he wants to change some players, we'll see. And I will talk to you after the next round. Back to you, Ali.
1: Khaled with his weekly dispatch very interesting listen Ali let's let's put this on the line is it time to panic or to put it differently do the fans have the right to start questioning Mancini it's early days I know but you said yourself a few times he knew the size of the job and the timing uh, when he came he knows the pressing issues so none of this really should be a surprise to him
0: yeah you're right look I think uh i don't think he'll be surprised um and like i said you know we, we, i think we've all said it you know we really have to put in co- this all of this in context of how little time he's had uh with the team you know um uh, but you know as as you said you know like he would have known uh, the issues and in one way or the other uh you know he has to work on them you know like you know he's 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 been given that like, very little time or um, or you know i should say the the schedule of the matches and how quickly the world cup qualifiers have come around you know is it's not you know it's nobody's fault it's just it is what it is you know he has to deal with the, with that schedule uh but yeah i mean th- those issues are there um again we mentioned we mentioned the goalkeepers in, in the last pod we've always mentioned the forwards and yeah. you know add to it some of the defending in in this i mean you mentioned a uh, return of three goals not bad but you know conceding five not great uh you know so uh uh, the, the first World Cup carve is only a month away, uh, and you know, you know, Mancini doesn't even have like the luxury of maybe starting with a home game or or like maybe a slightly easier game. It's away to Jordan, not an easy fixture at any time, Pete. You know, they not, as you know, a yeah, yeah, and and a, and a very good and a, and a good team. You know, like you know, very competitive team. You know, it's not it's not a uh, an easy match by any, by any chance. And, and, you know, the next competitive game after that is the start of the AFC Asian Cup in Qatar. Um, look, it's, it's been tough for him. And, you know, we, we all want him to succeed. And all that, but, uh, you know, more and more, you know, he really has to win those two games. You know, I mean, well, you know, win the World Cup qualifier, start the, the, the tournament in January with a win. Uh, and, you know, it, progress as deep as possible into the tournament.
1: Would you say it's fair to sum up then, Ali? He is under pressure because it's a results-based game, and those it, results are not happening.
0: It, it is, it is. You know, look. I mean, we all know he won uh, Euro with uh, with Italy um, when they beat England. So clearly, he knows his way around like tournament football. Um, you know, he'd he'd be uh, an international football. He doesn't have great, you know, experience. Obviously, in uh, in playing against uh, Asian teams, um, but. Look, I mean, maybe the, the silver lining to all of this is that, you know, he's gotten all the, you know, the, the, you know, the bad results out in, in friendly matches. You know, it's been four matches, you know, and we've said, you know, it's been four matches, but they've all been friendlies. Uh, you know, a win, I think a win against Jordan in the World Cup qualifier next month, it would change the atmosphere considerably. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, it will give them the positivity that they need, you know, when they, when they get to Qatar in, in January.
1: Let's concentrate on that. Listen, Ali, you you mentioned a couple of other, um, you know, areas. So any other regional highlights for you during the international week?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we always keep an eye on... uh, um uh, the UAE team as well. You know, they they have a uh, uh, you know a new manager. Paul Bento came in the summer. Uh, he's had an encouraging start as a UAE coach. It's now three wins out of three for the Portuguese coach. Um, they played against Kuwait uh, last Tuesday. They beat him one nil, and then uh, a very late uh, again two one win over Lebanon, uh, like a, a very late goal. Uh, but yeah, three wins out of three. You know, uh, it followed uh, his. A win in his first match against Costa Rica, so that's quite positive for the UAE. You know, like uh, don't forget, twice uh, semi finalists uh, in the last two tournaments. Uh, winning habit,
1: AK. Winning habit. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is this is you know he's getting them into the winning habit. So encouraging form by the Whites and in good time, you know, like really timely for the World Cup qualifiers and the Asian Cup. Uh, and the other thing, uh, you know, for us here in uh, uh, well, in in uh, in the U- the Emirates, I should say. Uh, Egypt played two matches in al They called it a unity camp, you know. Uh, uh, mm. First one was a 1-0 win over Zambia, and the second was a 1-1 draw with Algeria. It was, you know, I think it was a, tr- a bit of a treat for UAE crowds, you know. Like, you know how popular Mo Salah is. Um, Riyad sure. Mahrez was, Riyad, uh, Mahrez was, was uh, um, you know, leading Algeria. So to see the two of them um, in Alain. and don't forget, you know, with all the Asian games that uh, qualifiers and games that uh, the UAE play here, um, and at, especially at that lovely stadium in Alain, you know, they don't get to see the top quality uh, African nations often here, you know, except in the, in the odd uh, uh, international friendly. So it was, it was good for the crowd. And, and I think uh, uh, it's great that we get these friendlies, you know, that don't involve the uh, the UAE sometimes, that teams are starting to come and play their friendlies here.
1: Time to bring in our guest, a regular guest, of course. It's Middle East football journalist Matt Monahan. Matt, good to have you back.
0: Hi, how's it going, guys? right? Good to have you, Matt. Thank you. So, Matt, um, I mean, I know you've got, uh, we, we spoke earlier, you, uh, you and I, um, yesterday, I know you've got a, some strong views about, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia's performances. Um, we thought they turned a bit of a corner in the first match uh, against Nigeria, a late 2-2 draw, but mm-hmm. it, 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 I suppose it had like some positive stuff uh, and and obviously stopped the, that Long run of defeats to stop the you know the two matches uh, defeat uh, streak um, of losses uh, for Mancini himself. So I mean, f- let's talk about that first match first. Uh, the Nigeria. What did you think of that?
3: I think the the Nigeria game. Yeah, I think on paper it's a it's a, it's a decent result. isn't it? Uh, two two against a Nigeria team they had some big names in it um I, I also i think it's important to also look at the the, the wider trends as well i think there's nine defeats one draw one win since that unforgettable day against argentina and i think the initial signs for mancini looks still like i think this is where it's really a difficult job the timing for mancini i would definitely think that's a part that he's still he's learning about a new uh, region a new continent a new country, a new set of players. And it was always only a, a small window, wasn't it, to really get into this. And at the moment, I think the Nigeria game 2-2, obviously, that game, I think it's, it's a real, it's a double-edged sword, that game, where I think if you look at the, the, the goals, you had Al Farage's free kick. Did he mean it? Did he not? And then the goals that they actually conceded were quite weak. But obviously, Nigeria is strong, for 2-0 draw is not bad. There was some experimentation in the team, Al-Kaibari, al uh, some changes at centre-back as well. But I think any of the positivity that came from the Nigeria game was just evaporated against Mali and just showed I think, that Mancini maybe has a bigger task on his hand than he maybe envisaged when he took the job.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, would you I mean, uh, I was thinking earlier, you know, maybe cracked or, you know, papered over some cracks, that late equaliser, you know, and obviously it's not a good result to get Mali, you know, it hasn't been a good week. It's, we have said, look, you know, consistently we've said, you know, he was brought in at very short notice, you know, for when those big games are coming. But again, you know, he knew that, you know, and do you think that even taking that into account, what you saw against Mali, you know, they should be doing better.
3: Yeah, I also did. I felt that also it showed that the, maybe the, the talent pool available to him isn't as deep as he would maybe hope. I think the, the big issue is obviously in goal with Alois. I think real you know, question marks were placed on that. But obviously he wasn't probably meant to be playing, was he? That Alakidi was probably going to play. Uh, he gets injured. And then Alois, we, we saw at the World Cup that he's not a bad goalkeeper, but the problem is it's just game time that he's probably rusty. Uh, and then I think <laughs> less said the better about the defending for the third goal as well against Mali. Uh, we saw obviously some experimentation with uh, in the two friendlies with Lajami, Aboulahi, Al-Amri. al obviously scoring an own goal in one of the games as well. Um, these aren't bad players. It's just it's maybe fitting them together in a team and seeing how much, uh, how, I guess how much ring rust is there as well for some of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the. the... You made the point about the goalkeepers, and this is a you know there's a wider issue here. The goalkeepers, the the three that were available to him, none of them are are like regular starters for for mm. their clubs. Uh, and, yeah. and and you know this is and there's obviously the, the the question of lack of forwards as well. You know, and this mm. is a problem that we've constantly come back to. You know, lack of firepower up front. You know, because especially with all these you know the influx of foreigners that are coming in, the top clubs. All are foreign forwards, you know. They, you know, there is no like, you know, there's no, uh, you know, strong pool of um, attackers who are playing regularly, scoring lots of goals. You know, there there must be an over reliance on uh, Salamat Dosri as well. You know, which mm. can't be too. What, long. A scored, what a goal he
3: scored! What a goal he scored! Amazing, unbelievable, yeah. incredible
0: goal. You know, like again, you know, like he, yeah. he's got that in his uh, his locker, yeah. as they say. You know, but like, um, is there an over reliance on him?
3: Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's difficult as well. Again, like we saw at the very start of the season in the emotion Saudi league, Abdullah Al Hamdan started the season on fire for Al Halal. Al Halal to make some incredible foreign additions, and Al Hamdan's minutes lesson. Uh yeah. And obviously, we saw him in these friendlies that uh, he started one, didn't do a great deal. The only thing I, I was a bit curious about is that Ferez Al Burrakhan didn't get more of a run. Obviously, he started one, didn't start the next one. Um, I think we saw that he has been an absolutely incredible goal scoring form this season for uh, his two clubs, basically <laughs> um, Alatli and Al So I was wondering, is it worth persevering with him up front and trying to say, you're going to be our number nine for uh, the Asian Cup"?
0: Yeah, because I mean, it's a good point about uh, uh, Albarekhan because you know we know uh, we know that as we mentioned that he hasn't had uh, Mancini hasn't had the time. He he, you know. Maybe he doesn't know the players too well, you know, like he came in and he's finding out about them. But because of how little time there is until that first World Cup qualifier and then after that, uh, uh, January's Asian Cup, you know, should he like pick someone and like sort of, you know, maybe trust them and stick with that person? At, at least, you know, they'll be getting mm. game time for Saudi Arabia and getting used to the system that he wants to play.
3: Yeah, I think that's disappointed, but I'm always quite reticent to criticise a manager of my cheese experience. That I think he's, yeah. he's trying to navigate his way through this the, the best he can, maybe. Yeah. And then the question then more becomes, um, you know, for example, should they have maybe looked to a manager who has experience in the region? Obviously, we saw with Irving Renardi he never worked in the Middle East before, but obviously worked in North Africa before. Uh, so there's there's some crossover there. You know, and Mancinius is just a, it's a whole, it's a total different ballgame for him now. So, it's, was that the right call in regards to the timing of him coming in? And I mean, you look at the, on paper, the World Cup qualifiers coming up next month. Uh, it should be two wins, obviously, for Saudi Arabia, but there are complications. Obviously, Pakistan coming off that historic win to get through to, uh, for the first time, I think it's their first World Cup qualifying win. Uh, a Jordan team that have one of like the informed players in European football at the moment with al Tamari. So it's it's they're not they're not gimmies, those games. And I think there'll be a real... Uh, I think there will be... Obviously, Mancini will be concerned going into those games after the way these, these first four games have gone. I'd say the only real positive for me, I'd say, I know it was a defeat to South Korea, but only 1-0 against South Korea. I think that's a sign of maybe where Saudi Arabia are at at the moment. Um, they can get maybe close to Asia's other big heavyweights. At the moment, it's just not quite clicking for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, just... Touching on that uh, World Cup qualifier, you know, to, against Jordan in Jordan, you know, they'll they'll mm. they'll have a big crowd there. You know, they they tend to have like a really good atmosphere as well. Uh, I don't think that's going to be easy at all, you know. Um, no. But I mean, you, you're um, you're right about. It. Look, we've been saying it over and over. Uh, you know, it's it, it's a you know it was it was a double edged sword. You know, great job, great uh, to get Mancini in. But you know, just such mm. a short time, you know, I mean no betting period at all. You know, we can say we can mm. say um four four matches played now, but really, I mean, how much time has he actually spent with these players on um you know, on the training pitch, you know? Ten days in mm. total, maybe, you know, like a, it's uh, it's very, very little. So, you know, we mm, probably, we have to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: we saw him on the training pitch as well, dancing past the side of the defenders, then we rewinding the clock, Mancini, so and that, that was a lesson to his yeah. players as well. But yeah, so there was an interesting, interesting selections throughout, there was like players obviously like Al Gandhi who's not really, I don't think he's really kicked the ball out, if he had yet, coming into the starting team, coming out, um, Tambati playing at I think fullback, or he's never really played fullback. Uh, so I, I, it feels like he's still really on a, he's really discovering at the moment. I think maybe the discovery is going on longer than Mancini would have hoped.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, looking, you know, looking at the wider region, I suppose, you know, because of the Asian Cup coming up, uh, and the World Cup qualifiers, of course, but the Asia Cup, you know, in, in January, um, you know, you you keeping a close, close eye as well on uh, Paolo Bento at, you know, Yes, the, of course. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, taking over uh, the UAE team. And a uh, good start for him, in contrast.
3: Yeah, I think the UAE seems to have they've chosen, a, like a, I guess, a softer landing for him if you look at the quality of opponents. But saying that, his first, uh, his first friendly game was a, a heavy victory against uh, a Costa Rica team that had Kayla Navas in golf. It wasn't like a weak Costa Rica. He seemed to just be, I guess, building momentum. We saw that uh Two slender wins this month against uh, Kuwait and Lamb. And it's just, I guess it's just building confidence. They've also spent plenty of time on the training pitch for UAE. Bento, uh, when he initially taken over, declining really to play any games in the summer, it was just about, let's get away, let's get to know each other. And he did, that's where he is fortunate over, I guess Mancini didn't get that chance to the timing, but Bento had a, a real, a proper bedding in period with his team. And I guess when it comes to the UAE, like they've mostly made two successive semi finals. The the intervening years since the last Asian Cup have been pretty tough. Lots of changes of management, uh, lack of direction. But you would say that it seems to be coming good at the right time. And I, yeah. and I guess another thing about Bento is that although it was the other side of Asia, he has got incredible experience of Asian football, uh, yeah. which is obviously something that uh, Mancini does not have.
0: That's right. Yeah. And um, I know you also made a, a you'd mentioned to me uh, when we were talking about Mancini's problems. And Bento's success, early success, you know that. Mm. You know, I, uh, Qatar not having it, not having a, a great start with uh, Carlos Queiroz as well.
3: Yeah, because he had that that very much chasing result against his former team Iran, where they were, they really seem to be in the game for quite a lot of it the last the last match, and then ending up on the end of a heavy defeat. So yeah, again, I think there's there's some question marks really about. Although the the Asian Cup is obviously staying in the region, it's going to be in Qatar, and just it's wondering who who from the Middle East is looking particularly strong at the moment. I think Middle East, are sorry, the Middle East, yeah, UAE are doing better in the bento, but there's still question marks about, you know, how far they can go. Saudi Arabia, obviously, the great hope for this region. At the moment, you look at current results, the trend for about a year now is is not good. And then then you contrast that, I guess, so I'll go straight to South Korea with obviously You've got Min Son at the moment, arguing right up there with the best players in the Premier League. They've got talent scattered throughout. Uh, Europe's top leagues and like Kim min Jay obviously maybe the best center back in European football at the moment and it just seems that it's going to be a real tough ask for the region to yeah. make an impact. Do
0: you think do you think I mean one cl- uh, one uh, uh, country we haven't mentioned a lot tends to go a bit under the radar when we talk about uh, the trio of Saudi UAE and Qatar as a strong you know, mm-hmm. you know Iraq won the Gulf Cup uh, mm-hmm. recently you know. Do you think you know I, I don't I don't think that you could, by any stretch, say they were, they were one of the favourites, but do you think they could be a bit of a dark horse going to the tournament?
3: Yeah, last season. Yes, yeah, so I think yeah, an interesting one, like say a dark horse, could be Iraq. Um, you've got uh, Mohamed Ali and Ayman Aseen, they're back playing regular football back in Iraq at the moment. Hazes Kassas has helped about an incredible impact. We saw we saw that on home soil at the Gulf Cup about uh, well, last winter now. And yeah, I mean, they must have a chance of doing well at this tournament.
1: Excellent stuff, Matt. Now, listen, you probably think you got away with it because we put you on the spot for the domestic SPL title, but you haven't got away with it because we're talking internationals. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to ask you who you think at this point is possibly an early favourite for the 2023 AFC Asian Cup.
3: (laughs) Uh, I I wish I could say a Middle East team. I think... I think I think it was interesting. South Korea they're doing kind of the reverse of what's happening with Saudi Arabia. You obviously had that initial criticism of Klinsmann. that has been it was heavy, wasn't it, when he first took over? But they've had an excellent international break. Uh, they've got players that are absolutely flying at club level as well. Um, they obviously came pretty close uh, at the last Asian Cup, but this time uh, I think they look they look really strong. Twenty fifteen, twenty nineteen weren't able to get over the line, and I think this time they're looking. This is the this is the tournament for them now. And it would be quite an incredible turnaround for Clinton considering the opprobrium that he received uh, early on in autumn.
1: Brilliant stuff. Uh, as always, Matt, brilliant to see you. And we look forward to catching up with you real soon. Thanks so much. Always good to see Matt Monahan. Ali, back to the business of the Saudi League, uh, to the dowry this weekend. Uh, what are you looking forward to?
0: Look for me, uh, al who we've been, uh, you know, praising in, in the recent weeks, beat both the you and I. The entertainers. Yeah, and, you know, like, seriously, uh, out of nowhere, you know, what a story. Uh, they're hosting al I mean, for me, that's the one to watch. Uh, it's second against fourth, and it's, it's the brilliant al who are second and not the reigning champions. You know, al Ittihad are in fourth. You know, that is the one to keep an eye on. I think that could okay. be a great game. Uh, look, a win for the supposed underdogs here who are al and, you know, we might have to start bringing up Leicester City around here, Peter, you know, because, <laughs> I mean, a real story developing here, you know, they could they could go top, you know, at least uh, briefly, you know, so uh, depending on uh, how Al-Hilal do. But, uh, yeah, fantastic story, uh, I think, with Al-Tawan. I think they've captured everyone's imagination in the region, at least, you know, like all, all the big clubs internationally, everyone's keeping an eye on. And, you know, Al-Tawan are really going toe-to-toe with all of them. So that's fantastic story. Uh, elsewhere, we expect the big boys to win. Al-Hilal are at home to Khalij, al Nasser home to Damak, Al-Ahli home to Al-Wahda. I think all three should get three points, which means Al-Hilal should be top uh, next, uh, next time we, we chat. You know, on the other hand, Pete, some of my recent predictions have been disgraceful. <laughs> and to say so that, I
1: didn't, didn't <laughs> want to mention it. Listen, you, t- you talk about the big boys. Um, us Arab News, we've always got our finger on the pulse. Have we got any updates on uh, the, the situation with Neymar?
0: I mean, it, it doesn't look good, you know. I mean, we saw him being, uh, you know, carried off uh, in that fr- uh, Brazil-friendly. He, he was in tears. Um, I, I mean, as far as I know, the latest we heard, there was, there was you know, there's strong possibility of a... Of a, um, a layoff. A, yeah, a long layoff because of, of surgery, you know. It, unfortunately, it doesn't look good at all. I, I know the club have been very supportive. Uh, Hilal, you know, they sent him out messages of, uh, you know, best wishes and, uh, on their social media and all that. Doesn't look too good,
1: unfortunately. Okay. Uh, and of course, our best wishes to him, his family and the club, Uh, from us all here at dowry uh let's leave it at that we've got for you as ali khaled says it's going to be a case of as you were when we come back next week no big changes uh, from our sports editor in the positioning or the jostling for that super spl title uh join us next week on another fantastic edition of dowry and whoever your team is good luck to them this weekend